Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Back in the co-host chair is Colin Brister at Colin Brister. It's a mailbag edition of Talk of Champions because guess what? We've got stuff to talk about. A big ruling by the NCAA on Monday that impacts Ole Miss baseball potentially significantly for 2021. But first, Colin, what's up, man? How are you doing? Not much, Ben. I'm in a state of shock because the NCAA is doing smart things. Like, like at what point did the NCAA decide to make good decisions? Um, that's what they've done with, you know, the, the rulings that they've given to give everybody their year back. So just sort of in a state of shock over that. A lot of questions about that, about how it could impact Ole Miss baseball in 2021. Maybe Anthony Servideo coming back. We're going to cover it all in the mailbag. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review, talk of champions in iTunes. And when you do, leave a five-star review. Doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Go and subscribe right now today. 75% off an annual membership. No better time. Go check it out. We've got a lot of coverage. We're not stopping. We're still doing stuff. So go check it out, the theomaspirit.omspirit.com. The podcast can also be found in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. But on Monday, the NCAA allowed spring athletes, student athletes, another year of eligibility, an extra year of eligibility. And for Ole Miss, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you look at a guy like Anthony Servideo, it gives him leverage to come back. You look at Taylor Broadway and Austin Miller, who are having great years before uh, – before all of this happened and, and they have the ability to come back now. So yeah, this is a massive deal. And I thought the initial thinking going in was that uh, seniors were only going to get their year back. And it turned out that everyone got it back and that's what they should have done. So good on them for, I uh, look, I don't defend the NCAA much, but good on them for getting this one. Right. Mike Bianco said on Tuesday, when we talked to him that there are some complications for schools as they deal with this. Now, Ole Miss will be able to handle it better than some schools because it already had a small income in class, didn't have many upperclassmen. Had this happened last year, Ole Miss would have been in trouble trying to do the math and balance the math, but now better equipped to handle it because of the numbers and the way they fell. But expanded roster sizes is something that's equally important as getting the extra years back because now you're not having to judge who to keep, who to bring in, all that kind of stuff. You have expanded rosters. That's more relief, additional relief for teams. Yeah, and but you look at it from Ole Miss's perspective, and it's really not that big of a deal like, like Mike mentioned because your seniors don't count against your 11.7. So you've still got 11.7. The only guy that I think has got a possibility to return that I don't expect think they expected to return was Servideo. Um I think Keenan's probably still going pro. So you look at it from an Ole Miss perspective and you're adding one guy that, that you didn't think would probably be back. So they'll be fine from a numbers crunch perspective, I would figure. It was collectively bargained by Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association that the 2020 MLB draft that's supposed to go on in June, probably won't, but supposed to go on in June, could be as short as five rounds. I doubt it's any more than 12 rounds. Regardless... If it's 5, 10, 12, Tyler Keenan's gone. Anthony Servideo is more of a question because his junior season was a breakout year. His first two years, his freshman year, struggled a little bit. 
Then he got better as a sophomore, and he was breaking out as a junior. He doesn't have that track record that Tyler Keenan has. So Anthony Servideo, of Ole Miss's draft-eligible guys, because Hayden Leather was not going to get drafted in a shortened draft. Kale Baker, probably not going to get drafted in a shortened draft. Those guys usually are those mid-round guys, like the 12 to 15 to 18 round guys. Kale Baker reminds me a lot of Cole Zabowski, and Cole Zabowski was a 17th rounder. So those guys will be back far more likely than not. So you're right. Servideo, of those draft-eligible players, is the one that they didn't anticipate getting back that could come back with this rule, and he didn't lose his leverage, and I think that's the biggest thing for the individual players. Absolutely. Um, You look at it, he's not going to be a senior, because if he's a senior, he's gone no matter what, um, just because, I mean, you have no leverage if you come back and you're designated as a senior. Uh, Look, I don't know Servideo's draft stock right now. If this thing is five rounds, though, First of all, there's there's a possibility he doesn't get drafted if it's a, if it's five rounds, right? Um, secondly, I just kind of think the kid is is got it in his mind that he's probably a second to third, maybe even first round pick if he comes back and performs well. And I can't really disagree with him. Um, so, it, I I would I, I think if you made me guess today, he's on the 2021 Ole Miss baseball team. It's a big ruling. The NCAA did the right thing, and I was surprised. I'm like you. I didn't think the NCAA would do the full blanket effect of allowing all players another extra year of eligibility. I just didn't think it would happen. Don't ever expect the NCAA to be competent. And It's sad that you're surprised when they do make the right decision, but, but I guess credit to them. They did. Um, it's interesting from a senior perspective. I, I don't really know all the minute details of the, of the rule, uh, there's going to be seniors throughout the country where their their schools just physically and, and fiscally can't support them coming back. I wonder if, if teams go after a bunch of seniors that still have their eligibility if, if they can play. Um, I'm, I'm just kind of interested if it's going to be open season for that. I think the thing I'm most interested in is how this is going to impact the incoming class for Ole Miss, which is a smaller class. Mm-hmm. But guys that they expected to contribute immediately, like T.J. McCants is a shortstop out of Florida that they expected to come in and potentially compete to start for the job that would be vacated in a normal year by Anthony Servideo. But if he's back, where does TJ McCants factor in? I kind of thought about that. Does, does it work out like this? Tim Elko is either going to play right field or third base. And, and it, does it work out to the fact that it's just, is Jerry on ready to go? And if he's not TJ McCants plays third and Elko plays right. If he's ready to go, they put Jerry on in center, move bench right, and Elko plays third. I kind of think it's – look, it's it's a long ways out, but I think it could be that simple next year if you're returning everybody from this team. T.J. McCants, Mike Clement told me last week in our long, long conversation where we basically mourned again Ole Miss baseball being gone. Um, but T.J. <laughs> McCants, he said, is more projected as a third baseman type, so that would fit with that. But Jacob Gonzalez is another instant impact guy that is strictly a shortstop. Now, Mike Bianco always recruits shortstops and moves them, especially <laughs> in their first year or two, to a different position. Anthony Servideo, this is his first year playing shortstop. He played center field, right field, second base with Greg Kessinger as a sophomore. They can move these guys like a Jacob Gonzalez, but it does play a little bit into uh, where you find spots for all these pieces. But it's a good problem to have. It's that problem you want to have. You want to have yeah. too many options. And for Ole Miss, this ruling with a team that was this good, if you're only losing Tyler Keenan off of it. Now, you're going to lose Doug Nikhazy and Gunnar Hoagland after next year. A real travesty in this. And sports don't matter in the grand scheme of things. We know that. But a real travesty for Ole Miss baseball in this is that you had two opportunities to compete for Omaha with Doug Nikhazy and Gunnar Hoagland leading your starting rotation. Now you only have one. But – if you're only losing Tyler Keenan off of this team that was 16-1 and one when play was suspended, you can't really ask for much more. It's making the best out of a bad situation for them. Let me ask you this, Ben, and I know we don't know the whole landscape of what, what's coming back. This is a preseason top five team if everybody comes back except for Keenan, right? It's got to be a preseason top five team. Oh, easily. Be closer to one than five, I think. Well, what does Louisville return? Yeah, it's that. Well, it's that Vanderbilt. Like, what what are those guys bringing back? I mean, you look at Louisville; they're going to lose Reed Detmers. Um, he's going to be a first round pick. And you look around the league, and I don't want to get too far off into this, but Tanner Burns, Asa Lacey, uh, Emerson Hancock, Cole Wilcox those those guys are gone. They're going to be first round picks. They're going to get millions of dollars. They're they're gone. I, I I think Ole Miss. When you look at the polls, if we're are playing baseball in February, and God help, I hope I sure hope we are. Um, 
I think they're I think they're a top five team. I, I don't really see how they couldn't be. Will Ole Miss baseball be the first return of Ole Miss sports? Ooh, no, no. They'll they'll play basketball in some form or fashion. Yeah, I'm not saying they won't play football. I just feel confident that basketball will be played. Better worded, will Ole Miss baseball be the first full season return of Ole Miss sports? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, I think. Man. Oh. Now, now, in saying that, is there a possibility they just move football season back? I just, I don't know the logistics of it. I think if I had to guess, there's a football season. I just think it looks different. There's a really interesting question in the mailbag about a shortened season for football that I think works. So going to the mailbag now, this is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Colin Brister at Spirit Ben at Colin Brister. First, let's hear from Modern Woodman and DNA Bank, and then it's mailbag time. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your Modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives. Securing futures. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. The mail's here. You've got mail. Special mail for you. This is a letter to Hollywood saying, keep it up. Movies are great. It's mailbag time. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett. He's Colin Brister. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions on iTunes. When you do, leave a five-star review. Doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. Available in SoundCloud, Spotify, just simply search Talk of Champions. And go now and subscribe to the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. The best coverage of Ole Miss Sports anywhere. And if you sign up today, 75% off the first year of an annual membership. No better time to sign up than right now for the best coverage of Ole Miss sports. But going right to the mailbag, the first question, Landon Barnhill at LBarnhill78. How much of the Ole Miss baseball team do you think will be back? <laughs> I think everybody except Tyler Keenan's back, if you made me guess. Look, there's and it's not necessarily inside information on your video because I don't have that. I just kind of think there's a whole lot of things working in Ole Miss's favor for that direction. So I, I just kind of weigh the odds that, that he probably will be back. Now, Keenan, I don't expect him back. So everyone except Tyler Keenan, and I and, and you may know this answer more than me. I suspect Ole Miss will give the seniors their their scholarships back. I don't I don't think Ole Miss is going to be in a position where they tell seniors to kick rocks if they don't count against their scholarship number. That's not Mike Bianco's style. And imagine this team getting back Taylor Broadway. That's massive. Massive. Who's the third most likely draft eligible player for Ole Miss after Tyler Keenan and anything Servidio? Weirdly enough, and, and this kind of is my point when I say I expect everyone back, it, is it Hayden Leatherwood? I think so. Kale Baker was ranked as the number eight baseball first baseman prospect, I think, I by Perfect Gamer Baseball America. Yeah, I, I disagree. It, it was a shortened season. It was 17 games. I know we had the game against Louisville, but – you know, you look at it outside of that game, it wasn't great. So I, I don't I don't think he's a draft risk, especially in, in a short one at all. I think it's Leatherwood number three. White underscore Flanos at M Bullock seventy seven. Favorite quarantine food slash drink? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, so did you ever eat gushers as a kid? Oh my god, that and Dunkaroos just filled up my lunchbox. 
dude, I love Gusher. I've, I've found myself buying too many like Gusher boxes during this, this nonsense. So yeah, I think I have to go Gushers. It's not nonsense. It's responsible. We're doing what we're supposed to do. It's just maddening and brutal and frustrating. And damn it, everybody just go sit in your homes for two weeks. Let's get over this and get sports back. But my favorite food, if you're talking about a dinner or lunch kind of thing where the wife cooks or I cook and make something, she's made chicken spaghetti twice. And that's the best cold food eating out of the refrigerator of any food you can eat. I love chicken spaghetti. But if we're just talking about a snack, okay, so my daughter is a Girl Scout. She's seven. Gracie, my oldest. And there are some unclaimed boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And they're never going to get them because of self-quarantining, social distancing. They're never going to get these cookies. So I told Emily, I was like, look, we paid for them. So let's eat them. <laughs> and Samoas, Girl Scout cookie Samoas. And I think the uh, Keebler cookies are similar to this, but not quite the same. But we bought those. That is my favorite snack, those little Samoa cookies. I could eat those things, a box like it's nothing. No problem. Yeah, Girl Scout cookies are... Uh... Those play, man. So yeah, I, I'm I'm a big fan of Girl Scout cookies. I just recently figured out how much I love Gushers because like I stopped eating them when I was a kid, and then my mom like bought a box, and I was like, oh, those are good. So I just kept buying them. Now my favorite drink is beer. Fat Tire is my favorite. Just casual sitting around drinking beer. Fat Tire. I've never, I don't know if I've ever had that. You haven't had a Fat Tire? I don't think so, man. I'm not a beer like aficionado by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, so what's your drink then when you're quarantining? Uh, I'll be honest. I haven't. I, I haven't drink. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Ronnie at Ronnie WMS. What are the odds we get the NCAA video games back now that everyone has so much idle time? Would love to see NCAA baseball back. I loved that game. It was fun. And you know the thing is, they uh, they are allowed to do it. Um, so I, I don't think we're far off from having NCAA football back. Last year, 2019, in October. The NCAA basically said it was going to ease its rules on players being able to profit off their likeness, which cracked open the door of a return for NCAA football. I can't imagine that it will never come back. I know EA Sports 247 reached out to EA Sports, and their uh, former producer of this game said to 247, very interested in a return to NCAA football if the NCAA truly uh, relaxes its rules. So if that's the case... And it does return. God, man, that'll be the most popular game in the country. And yesterday I was bored, and I thought to myself, because I saw this content item for 247 Sports, about cover athletes for a imagined NCAA football 2020. Ooh. And they did a bunch of different popular athletes from different schools, but they didn't do Ole Miss. So I reached out to our graphics guy, and I was like, hey, man, put A.J. Brown on the cover and let me see it. And, yeah, I kind of marked out a little bit. <laughs> You know what the first like if the the first thing I do if they released uh, an NCAA video game the first thing I do is buy EA stock because right now everyone and their mother would buy that game yeah yeah <laughs> and the college baseball game was so unique occupied so much of my time along with drinking and other things I have uh, I have had friends I've had two of them to be exact go buy PlayStation twos and go buy that game just so they can play that during this quarantine yeah. I'm playing my PS3 a lot right now. 2014 NCAA football with Denard Robinson on the cover. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with him. I understand it. <laughs> Stephen Willis at the Stephen Willis. Okay, you need a wide receiver and quarterback combo to take you down the field. Who are you picking for each? Are we talking about just current players or are we talking about former players too? Because it's former players, Eli Manning and Chris Collins or Chad Kelly and Laquan Treadwell. I'm going Chad Kelly and A.J. Brown because they played together so I can cheat and do it. You can't really. <laughs> They played together. But AJ was a freshman. Yeah, they, they played. That played. doesn't count. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> I think it counts. If you made me pick some current players, Braylon Sanders and Matt Corral, because Braylon Sanders and Matt Corral were responsible for getting almost down there against Mississippi State. <laughs> on, a, on a play that Corral designed in the huddle. Yeah, that was completely <laughs> improvised. He said, do this, and Braylon did it, and he just chunked it to him. It worked. And then Ole Miss, in true Ole Miss fashion, missed the extra point because Elijah Moore <laughs> hiked his leg like he was taking a piss and a nod to DK Metcalf. So there you go. Brody Clayton at Brody Allen. Do you guys think that Braylon Sanders will have a big role his senior year? He better. God, God, he better. <laughs> yeah, correct. He's been here a long time. He's one of those guys that he gets to the end of his career and you go, he's still here? <laughs> <laughs> he's just played that much, yeah. Yeah. When he's, he's healthy, a- he's productive, really productive. Martin Cross, my buddy Martin Cross, at Cross Martin. This is this question is so stupid. 
In a Saved by the Bell world, where is Kelly today and what is her life like? I think on her fourth marriage, never had a job worth millions from the divorce settlements. No, Kelly was the all-around good girl. Now, Zach, he was a disaster. Selfish, prick, terrible. So Kelly and Zach got divorced. But Kelly found someone and settled down and lived happily ever after. She deserves all the good things. Okay, uh, Saved by the Bell is on Hulu. Should I, should I, during my quarantine, just go watch all of these? Are they, is it like good, bad TV, or like what am I looking at if I did that? I think it's good, bad TV. But if okay. you've never been baptized in a Saved by the Bell, jumping into it now in 2020 is really hard. And okay. I can't promise you that you'll enjoy what you watch. Yeah, for all of us, we watched it after school. We'd go to our dad or mom's office, sit down, wait for him to get off work, and watch Saved by the Bell. And I know everything about Saved by the Bell. I've watched it countless times. The college years are my personal favorite. But for a newbie in 2020, yeah, I can't promise you a good time. I kind of think that's – Y'all's generation's Boy Meets World, because like that, that's Boy Meets World. For well, me. Boy Meets World was my generation too, though. Okay. I've rewatched okay. Boy Meets World like six times. All Which the way one's through. better? Okay, from a pure storytelling standpoint, Boy Meets World is better. I love Boy Meets World, yeah. From a pure nostalgia standpoint, for me, I prefer Saved by the Bell. But Boy Meets World, so much more rewatchable than Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Boy Meets World hit its stride about season three and just ran. When Ben Savage and Daniel Fisher got older and you saw the development and the blossoming of Corey and Topanga's relationship, that's when Boy Meets World really hit its stride. Because yeah. I don't care what anybody says. When Corey and Topanga in the class went to the ski lodge, that was great TV. I remember watching it. When Topanga broke up with Corey, and this was back when television shows, you couldn't stream anything, and it was week to week, when she broke up with him, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> wrecked my whole week. You should have heard the conversation we were having at school. It's like, dude, did you see this? Topanga and Corey. So Boy Meets World, from a rewatchable standpoint, is far superior to Saved by the Bell. But I have watched Saved by the Bell so many times. Saved by the Bell is that comfort show for me. I can cut okay. it on while I'm doing work, and I know what's going on. I can just unmute when I need to so I can watch the key moments. But Boy Meets World is better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with, uh, with, with, with that description of it. Yeah, Boy Meets World, uh, I've, I've rewatched. I have all the DVDs because yep. when I was younger that uh, you didn't have like Hulu and Netflix that it was on. So I just went and bought like all seven seasons. And yeah, from time to time, I might rewatch it. I still have so many seasons I bought on DVD of different shows. I have all the Dawson's Creek seasons. Dawson's Creek. And I, I uh, hate Dawson's Creek. Are you a big, like, teenage melodrama fan? Well, back then, that's what it was. I was a sophomore in high school when I was watching Dawson's Creek. Right, but, like... like and I was see, on the I, right I, side I, of history. I remember arguing, and I know Miss Hall listens <laughs> to this podcast. She's a big old Miss fan. Miss Hall, my favorite teacher ever, my best teacher ever in 10th grade. We would talk about Dawson's Creek, and I was on the right side of history. I was passionate about it. I'd stand up in class and be like, look, it's Team Pacey. And be like, no, Dawson and Joe. No. Pacey. I used to love that stuff. That's what it was. See, because without Dawson's Creek, you don't get the OC. You don't get One Tree Hill. All that stuff. Okay. That was my next question, because uh, I was going to ask about those two specifically. Have you watched those? OC and uh, Do- or, uh, the OC and One Tree Hill? No. Emily uh, loves One Tree Hill. I started the OC. I, d- I can't get into it. See, these days, if I didn't watch it back then when it was popular, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch okay. it. Okay. Now, right. appointment television like The Sopranos and the Wire, Deadwood, that, that's my jam now. Deadwood's the okay. best television show ever. The Wire's a close second. I didn't love The Sopranos. I'm thinking about in this time of quarantine going back and watching The Sopranos, and I think I'd like it better, and not binging it. Because binging The Sopranos is hard. It's hard. That's a tough watch. So I was thinking about spreading it out, watching The Sopranos again. But I had not rewatched The Wire probably in a couple of years, and I've watched The Wire, oh, God, five times, six times. But yeah, Saved by the Bell, I can't in good conscience tell you to go out and Saved by the Bell. I can't. <laughs> it's so disjointed, too. The timeline won't make any sense to you. Yeah. It'd be a tough watch. Daniel Dogan at Dogan54. Do you think we could see an only SEC game football schedule to condense the season? Just assuming games would need to be done at the end of October with no vaccine for this year. That could work. My question in... in- I think it will always be my question is, can we really pile 60,000 people 
into a stadium coming from all over the country to play a football game? I, I just, I don't know the answer to that question, but I think it's a question that, of, of public health to ask if that's okay to do that. See, and that's the problem. While in theory, if you want football, by then potentially September, October, they could play games in front of empty stadiums. Colleges can't absorb that from a financial standpoint. They're already struggling because football is everything. They're not going to cancel the season or delay the season until the very last minute. My question with empty stadiums is that the message you sent, okay, it's okay for these 22 kids to, or I guess 170 kids to go play football, but it's not okay for people to be in the state. Like that just doesn't from an optic standpoint, look, look good to me. Somebody put out there not too long ago for the NFL to basically take all the teams, players, coaches, and go to a secluded area and just play football, quarantine from everybody else. The problem there is that billionaire owners aren't going to accept that. They're not going to accept not making money off of it. I don't know, man. I, I Look, my football season panic button, it's not out yet, but I know where it's located. Oh, I'm resigned to the worst with all this stuff now. Doesn't matter. <laughs> if you told me tomorrow the world is canceled for two years, I wouldn't even blink an eye. Okay. Yeah. I've been cool. stuck in my house for three weeks, man. It has. It's been three weeks today. Three yeah. weeks today. Jesus Christ. Jason West at JW67. As a result of this decision, more rising freshmen go pro in baseball. Hate it that it has happened, but hope Rebels stay confident on the streak. Why would rising what? freshmen go pro? No, they can't. There's not going to be enough draft slots. Yeah. The Loaf at Blackman Hair. Best April Fool's prank you've either pulled off or were victim of. Okay, so this is a little bit of a long story. I wasn't either of these, but I don't even know if I should tell this. A girl that I was in high school with um, completely convinced her mom, who was a teacher, that she was pregnant at school that day. And her mom just lost her mind and had the police had to come get her out of school. Oh, boy. <laughs> it, it was lit before high school that day. <sighs> Harris Bell <laughs> at H. Bell 38. Since there's no spring training for football or strength and conditioning, what can we expect as it relates to quality of football? That's the question, isn't it? They have to have some type of preseason. I struggle with this because I struggle to talk about the future more than like next week. I just don't know. Like, we, I don't think there's an answer to anything in, in June, much less August. You know, I, I just don't know. They have to have some type of preseason. They can't just go into the season blind. And I'm not just talking about college either. The NFL, they have to have OTAs of some kind. So the further this timeline gets pushed out, you have to factor in what the preseason is, when it's going to be, and that will factor in to when the season starts. So if Ole Miss is going to have a football season, but life hasn't returned to some semblance of normalcy by June, when is the preseason? When is their strength and conditioning programs? Because if you think right now that all these kids spread out across the country (laughs) and not required to work out in a certain way are going to be game ready, even in August. For practices, you're fooling yourself. They need at least a couple of weeks, if not a month, to get physically in shape. And then they need some time to prepare for the season. So if it's like June, then you have to factor in, okay, is July and August now the strength and conditioning months? And that's really being generous because if you think that we're really returning to normal in some way by June or July, you're optimistic. Far more optimistic than me. I hope you're right, but you're far more optimistic than me. All right, Ben, here's the uh, here's the question then with all this. Is there any sort of Major League Baseball season this year? No. Yeah, I think I'm with you. They're talking about having a 100-game season with no deadline. I think it starts in, like, July. But that's with the assumption that life returns to normal in some way by June and July. And at this current rate, it's not going to happen. The United States has two times the cases of any other country in the world of COVID-19. We're still not adequately testing everybody. We're not testing enough. We need to be testing everybody, isolating those that are the sickest, all these things, and we're not doing them yet. And until we do, we don't know how bad the outbreak is or is going to be. And you've got the federal government now saying, effectively, that the next two weeks are going to be really painful. The deaths of Americans could reach over 200,000, and that's horrible. That's more than World War II. We've already surpassed Vietnam. We've already surpassed 9-11. This is a big deal. Here's and there's no easy stop and start. You get to the oh, end of May and go, oh, okay, it's all good now. Let's start back. How does that work? Here's my question is, is we keep hearing the next two weeks, the next two weeks. 
When does the next two weeks start? Because I have heard the next two weeks for, I feel like, every day now for the past three weeks. It's that funny 30 Rock joke that they make. (laughs) And Matt Damon, he plays the pilot who's a love interest of Liz Lemon. And basically, they're trapped in a plane. He's the pilot, and Liz Lemon's in coach that won't leave the tarmac. He keeps coming on and saying, it'll be about 30 more minutes, folks. And he basically (laughs) says, you just tell them it's 30 more minutes, even though you don't know how much more time it is because it's comforting to them. Right? They think, oh, it's just 30 more minutes. No, it's just two more weeks. We have no clue. Yeah. We don't know when life's going to return to normal. If you had to make anybody truly guess, put a gun to their head and said, you have to guess right now. You know what most people would say? Sometime in the fall. And I'm going to tell you right now, if we don't have football, this podcast, what we do, everything we do, my livelihood, Chase Parm's livelihood, Chuck's, Neil's, not just coaches, but everybody, it's in jeopardy. And you're already yeah. seeing unemployment go from 4% to potentially 10% by the end of the month or next month. It's scary. This is not media-generated hysteria, panic. Oh, that's my favorite. This is bad. This is a bad thing. I just want my sports back. I want to be able to leave <laughs> my house. And right now, I don't know when that's going to be. Okay, I don't want to talk about COVID-19 anymore. We're doing this mailbag to avoid that. <laughs> kind of hard, though. Jody Kitchens at jkitchens1810. Which do you think is more likely? The 2020 football season is canceled or pushed back? Also, in your opinion, how do you think each scenario would be handled by the NCAA? Oh, it's pushed back. Um, yeah, I absolutely think it's pushed back. I, I don't know how, as far as handled. I don't know. Um, I don't think there will be. Let me say this. I, I'll put this on the record. I don't think there will be football games without fans. I think if there are football games, there will be fans. And if, if there can't be fans, I don't think there will be football games. I think the season will be pushed back and there will be a football season starting in like January. Oh my. Because there's no way, no way that these colleges don't allow some semblance of football to return with fans. The money for all of these colleges is made during football season. They okay. have to have that money. So they're not going to not have that money. They will figure out a time to play football. There will be no uh, extra year of eligibility from the NCAA. None of that stuff. They will play football. When they play football is the question. I think they'll play football next spring. And next spring I'm talking about the sports calendar hey, of January, February. Hey, Ben, you could get a uh, Ole Miss triple header if they do that. You could play basketball, uh, baseball, and football all on the same day. That's obviously. what I'm saying. We play spring football in the spring. Why not? Of course, that impacts everything else. When is signing day? Is the early signing day moved or completely eliminated for this recruiting calendar? But then you can't operate on the same timeline with when your season usually starts for the next year. So if the season starts in January and you're not done till April, May, you can't turn around and start another season in September. Oof. Boy, so let me ask this, and, and this is a little bit off topic, but if, if football is not here in August, that that tells me that, you, I mean, if, if that's the case, I don't think kids are on campus at Ole Miss in August. They're not going to be. Here's uh, the thing that's going to really change everything. Oh, All of these online classes and people working from home, different companies, schools, they're going to realize this is a more efficient way to do things. You can handle stuff more easily by letting people work or do school from home. I think the whole landscape's going to change. The new normal is doing your stuff online and not going in into a traditional in-person class or not going into a traditional in-person meeting. If you can buy stock in Zoom right now, buy it. Boy, and, and I'm with you. I don't think kids are back in August. No. Just, Oxford's going to tank, man. Yeah, that's scary, man. I went to a local shop yesterday, and I basically was talking to the owner. Has lost 75% of his business. Basically said, if this carries on for three or four more months, i got to fold up. So if you can support local right now, now is the time to do it. Which brings me to two of our sponsors, Impact by Ironwood and Sola, who you should be supporting right now as COVID-19 runs rampant over our country. Buy local. Buy local. Business owners, did you know you can support Ole Miss Athletics every time you accept a debit or credit card payment? That's right, Impact by Ironwood offers the best debit and credit card payments processing tools around, and they'll donate a portion of their profits to the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation in your name. The best part is you don't have to spend an extra dime to get exclusive member benefits, earn donor priority points, and support your Ole Miss Rebels. 
To learn more, call 1-833-GO-TEAMS. That's 1-833-GO-TEAMS. Or go to www.impactolmus.com. Make a difference. Make an impact. The coronavirus pandemic has upended everything. Each and every one of us were confined to our houses, self-isolation, social distancing. But that doesn't have to stop you from eating good food. Enter Sola, bringing to you unique cuisine and lifted spirits. Come as you are, enjoy creative dishes and distinctive drinks, skillfully combining ingredients from local purveyors with classic cooking techniques from all over the world. Simply put, Sola is the best restaurant in Oxford. So check them out. The website is solaoxford.com or give them a call at 662-238-3500. And make sure during this time of quarantine, self-isolation, social distancing to take advantage of their curbside and delivery service. That's Sola in Oxford on the Oxford Square. Opening back up the mailbag, Drew Simler at Drew Simler. If Ole Miss lands another impact newcomer or two, what is your too early outlook for basketball in 2020-21? Whew. Uh, ben, I'm just going to be straight up honest with you. I don't know how this team is that much better next year. Like, I think they're better next year. I don't think this is a tournament team next year. I don't think you lose Bree and Tyree and add Jarkel Joyner and just think this, and maybe lose Devontae Shuler and think this team's going to be a tournament team. It depends um, on the impact players you're getting. We've been talking about two because Kermit Davis went on the Rubble Yo hotline last week and said that they want an explosive guard and an impact big. Ryder transfer, uh, Demencio Vaughn is down to three. Ole Miss made the cut. You get him, and then you get a big, and then you get another guard. I think it could be three. Because Ole Miss is recruiting high school prospects, too. If you get the right three, if it's three, I could see the path. Because I think we sometimes talk up how bad last year's team were. And they were bad. Mm -hmm. But they did some historically bad things. How they all shot terribly on the road. Blake Henson was terrible on the road. Shot something like close to 50% at home from three and was in the 20s, high 20s from three on the road. So you yeah. think there'd be a middle ground. The extremes of both ends of the spectrum, you'd find a middle ground with a Blake Henson, with a K.J. Buffett. And those guys will be juniors. And they're not going to be the same players as juniors as they were as sophomores. And it wasn't so long ago that Blake Henson was a four-star prospect. Jarkel Joyner, if you expect him to be an instant impact player, he will bring something. I don't think he'll be Brian Tyree, but I think he'll be better than Devontae Shuler. Hadim C was the number three Juco player in the country coming out of uh, the 2019 class. And he showed, flashed a couple of times last year of what he can be. But that stuff just doesn't go away. I think a lot of time with basketball, things can snowball and avalanche to the point to where you lose so much, it weighs on you. And momentum, unlike any other sport, basketball, it matters. It has a tangible effect on the game, on the court, on performance. So I think that we, we sometimes downplay what these returning players could be coming back next year. Like Austin Crowley, for example. Austin Crowley was being touted going into last year as potentially the best player Kermit Davis has ever signed. Well, that just doesn't go away because he was bad as a freshman. The potential for Sammy Hunter just doesn't go away because he had a bad year. He got to Ole Miss late in August. Blake Henson, he had a blood abnormality that kept him out of anything until mid-December when he returned to games. So if it's the right three, I could see where someone would make the argument. Because going into last year, it wasn't about whether or not Ole Miss would make the NCAA tournament. It's about whether or not Ole Miss could match the greatest accomplishment in Ole Miss basketball history, which is the Sweet 16. A couple of things. I don't think we've mentioned it on here. Carlos Curry announced he is going to transfer. Uh, that's not a shock to anybody. Yeah, I announced it last week. We talked last week about Kermit mentioning that uh, Devontae Shuler, not mentioning Devontae Shuler. I think it's becoming more and more likely he's gone, right? Reading tea leaves, it seems like it. And we have a question about Devontae. We'll get to it. Jerry McCauley, what is the status of litigation against Mullen and the AD that's been held up for years now? It's still in the courts. <laughs> Nothing changed. Talking about the Rebel which Rags are, case. Which operating. If we're talking about the Rebel Rags case, which I think that's what we're pointing to here, yeah, that's tied up in the courts. That's what the NCAA does. Throw this at them, this at them, this at them, overwhelm them with paperwork in an effort to say you don't have enough money to stay in the long haul for this. That one seems personal, though. Yeah, Terry's motivated. Terry Warren's <laughs> motivated, so... DSU Reb, at DSU underscore Reb, what are your thoughts on utilizing a digital platform 
such as virtual reality game day simulation for recruiting since physical visits are non-existent now. Well, just like anything, the NCAA would have to sign off on it and expecting the NCAA to do multiple things in a row that are right is kind of <laughs> foolhardy. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. I like the idea, though. Teams are kind of doing that. Programs are kind of doing that to where they use FaceTime, other technological advances at their disposal to basically walk around campus and show these kids what campus would look like if they came. And Kermit mentioned it last week. Basically, some of these kids are just going to have to accept that they're going to have to commit and sign with schools without ever seeing those schools. And some are already starting to do that from the transfer market. It's not like these kids that are committing have seen these schools before unless they visit them in high school for official visits or unofficial visits. So for Ole Miss, if they're going to get a writer guard to Mencio Vaughn, to commit to Ole Miss, he's not going to be able to step foot on campus and see it and see the facilities. So Kermit or Ronnie or Wynn, Levi, they're going into the pavilion with a phone or a computer or a big screen and walking around going, oh, this is the pavilion. Look <laughs> at that. This is where your classes could be unless they're all online in the fall and for the foreseeable future and we go to buildings no more. Here is uh, the practice facility. That's what they're having to do. So I think that it's a good idea, and it's kind of being used to that point. So virtual reality, you don't really need it because you got FaceTime and stuff. But I right. could understand using simulations and stuff. That's a good idea. I think all of those things will be weighed by the NCAA and programs because they're going to have to get creative with this stuff. When you're trying to recruit in this climate, how do you do it? Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. Why do the federal and state governments suck? Um. Well, oh, screw it. Mississippi elected an idiot. That's why – the, the state sucks and I'm not going to comment on the federal, but Mississippi elected idiot. That's why, uh, that's why, that's why our sucks right now. Hayden Tupman at Hayden Tupman, 2008 versus 2014 football. Who wins? 2014. Yeah, I'm going 2014. 14 had the best defense in Ole Miss history. Yeah. Yeah. Jevin's better than Bo, but it ain't by much. I'm taking Bo. Well, in 08, I'm taking Jevin. For his career, and for one game, I'm taking Bo. Bo okay. was a gamer. Yeah. And I'll see you in front of the pod. Let's cancel baseball at BSB Fiend. Let's speculate on how Carol Baskins killed her first husband and go, no. I've only watched the first episode. The wife really wants to get into it, and I was going to binge watch it. And Emily was like, no, wait on me. But she, with Gracie and Riley, they occupy all of our time. So by the time I'm ready to watch stuff, because I'm a night owl, Emily's yeah. not. She'll go to bed at like 9 o'clock because she's just exhausted. But that's the time I want to watch this stuff. So I'm still having to wait on her. She's still making yeah. me wait. I've watched the first four episodes. i got to finish it. Tucker Taliano, Tiger King. That's the question. I want to be there with you. I want to be with you. I do. Lyle Roberts, at Live to Play Sports. Which direction does Ole Miss basketball turn to recruiting-wise with moving parts happening before next season? Projected incoming players for Ole Miss baseball next year is the NFL commissioner, the dumbest commissioner in sports. Well, let's handle Ole Miss basketball. We kind of touched this. They're going after an explosive guard, an impact guard. They're going after a big. I think he could get up to as many as three added in the spring. But the impact guard, I think, is the most telling. Devontae Shuler started, what, 63 of 65 games over the last two years at point guard? And you're going after instant impact guards. And knowing that Jarkel Joyner is coming off of sitting out a year due to NCAA transfer rules. So that tells me they're not factoring in Devontae Shuler. So they could look completely different next year. Your backcourt going into this year was Devontae and Brian expected to carry this team to the NCAA tournament. Kermit, everybody was saying they have to play at an all-league caliber level. Brian did. Devontae did not. I think the backcourt could look completely different. Now, the frontcourt, Hadeem C., K.J. Buffin, they're just going to have to be better. Blake Henson on the wing has to be better. Austin Crowley has to be better. Sammy Hunter, same thing. Now, they're going to add a big to potentially pair with a demon or compete with them, but those guys have to carry the weight. You completely nailed it. I was just going to kind of turn this in a different direction with, with Devontae. Look, Ole Miss would absolutely welcome Devontae Shuler back, but do you think just Kermit, like, I don't know, I don't want to say impartial to it, but I don't think he's going to be just oh, brokenhearted if the, the kid goes to Europe at this point, right? He loves Devontae. He does. Right. Loves the guy. But Devontae has some stuff he's dealing with. He's been trying to leave just because he needs to handle some stuff. So I think for all parties, it would make sense. I think Kermit will welcome him back. I don't know. I can't say that. I can't say that. Because if Kermit would welcome him back, why are you not even mentioning him, even if it's a possibility he leaves? It's not an oversight. Yeah. It's just not. The second question, projected incoming players for Ole Miss baseball next year. We kind of touched on it. Yeah, McCants. Yeah, McCants, Jacob Gonzalez. The whole list is this. It's small. Kemp Anderson, first baseman. Calvin Harris is a catcher. 
He ain't playing. TJ McCants is a shortstop. <laughs> Jacob Gonzalez, shortstop. TJ McCants is more projected as a third baseman. Hudson Sapp is an outfielder. Jack Doherty is a right-handed pitcher. Cody Adcock, a right-handed pitcher. Luke Baker, a left-handed pitcher. Reagan Burford is a shortstop. Christopher Lyon, a right-handed pitcher. Joseph Mallets, right-handed pitcher. Jacob Payne, right-handed pitcher. Have you heard anything about the pitchers? Uh, I have not. I was going to ask you, all right, what's, what's the catcher's name? I forgot. Calvin Harris. All right, here's the thing. He's an extremely highly rated kid. So here's my question. Is that kid a draft prospect that's now not going to get drafted? Because God forbid he has to go to Ole Miss because he ain't playing, like you said. Yeah, that's tough. Unless he wants to move he's positions. He's a really highly rated kid, if I'm not mistaken. Let's look and see. Calvin Harris is... He's like a 9.5 on perfect games. Like Yeah, I'm looking at perfect game right now. Perfect game grade of 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So he's not going to get drafted and he's going to have to... Is he the type kid that goes to JUCO for a year and then goes and gets drafted? Six six eight sixty. Oh boy, yeah. I mean, you got to factor that stuff in too. Guys that were going to be drafted. I mean, if you're a guy that you thought you were going to be in the top ten rounds, and it's only five rounds, you're going to be sixth, seventh, eighth rounder. And I'm not saying Calvin Harris would have been or whatever, no. but just imagine he would have been in the sixth or seventh round. What do you do? Do you just go to the school you signed with? I would go JUCO for a year. I would bet on myself. What you going to do at Ole Miss? You ain't playing. I mean, I'm sure you're a great dude, a great player. But Ole Miss has got a really good catcher. One of the best in the country. Going to be a top three-round pick. Could be like a top 30 pick by the time he leaves. I was, I was going to say top three pick. Oh, wow. You're that high on him. Jeez. I mean, the, dude, he's absurd behind the plate. I think he can hit. He's going to be a first-rounder as a junior. Yeah. And is the NFL commission the dumbest commissioner in sports? He's doing the bidding of his owners. He's the Frankenstein monster of Jerry Jones. <laughs> I mean, I got Manford in that. I got Manford. I hate Rob Manford. I A team him. literally stole signs by video, and he was just like, no, nah, you can keep your title. It's yeah. cool. And totally diminished the value of the title by saying, oh, it's just a chunk of metal. Dude, that is your crowning Bro. accomplishment, your crowning achievement. Baseball is so dumb. If baseball really wanted to reach a broader audience, why in the world can't I watch every single game? Why in the world? And Rob Manfred said, oh, Mike Trout's got to be the one to raise his profile. No, you idiot. That's what you're there for. Mike Trout's playing in L.A. Most people don't get to see him. If LeBron James in L.A. does an absurd dunk and steps over whoever he dunked on, you're seeing it all over Twitter, social media. It's everywhere. The official NBA account pushing out on Facebook. It's just, it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mike Trout hits a grand slam. You don't see it unless you watch MLB Network, which isn't available to everybody. Why are you not broadcasting this stuff in real time? When Mike Trout hits a home run, it should be on your official account pushed out to everywhere immediately. And let these kids pimp home runs. Let pitchers talk crap. Yeah, take away throwing at people, but all of that stuff drives eyeballs to your sport. The whole unwritten rules of baseball stuff is siphoning away all of these fans that otherwise would be interested in you. What are you doing? I had a theory that... uh Rob Manford should have figured out a way to play baseball during this. He's the worst. Permanent interim at Kiffin Burner. What are the chances Ole Miss loses Servidio or Keenan to the draft? Keenan's gone. Servidio, both Colin and I feel, it's probably more likely than not right now that he's coming back. Don't hold us to it. But if yeah. you made us guess right now, yeah, that's where we'd lean. Forrest Crumbie at Forrest Crumbie. Does Jarkel Joyner lead the team in scoring next year? He damn sure better. Who would be the other candidates? Maybe a grad transfer guard? Devontae yeah. if he's back? I don't even think it'd be Devontae if he's back. Um, just because I, I don't think he's going to be the guy that takes over um, takes over a game offensively um, every night. I think it's Jarkel, and I don't really know who the other option would be. The transfer guard or guards yeah. coming in? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a guard, so I'm going to take Jarkel. Returning players, who would be the candidates? I could maybe see a scenario where a second-year step up for Austin Crowley leads to that, but probably not. If yeah. last year Austin Crowley had been what they thought he was, it'd be a no-brainer. He'd be the guy you pick. Blake Henson should be at that point now, but Blake won't do anything but shoot threes. He's got to figure out a way to, as Kermit says, impact winning without shooting. And when he does do that, he only does it for like a half, and he's really good, and then in the second half he's terrible. He should be, at worst, Terrence Davis light. I'm not saying be Terrence Davis. Terrence Davis light. 
when Terrence didn't foul, Terrence was a really good defender, and mm-hmm. Blake is not. Yeah. Beham Ole Miss Club at Beham Rebel Club. Does Will Wade and his potty mouth get fired before <laughs> next season? Ain't nothing touching Will Wade. His give a shit meter is just on zero. <laughs> I'm almost to the point where I respect it. He doesn't care. But this man got it towards the FBI, too. Yeah, Will Wade, yeah, that's a little different. He's just staring down the barrel, not flinching. He's like Kobe, Matt Barnes doing the inbound, trying to <laughs> pump fake into his face. Will Wade ain't moving. He's just staring you down. He doesn't care. Forrest Crumby at Forrest Crumby. What are Tom Brady's stats with the Bucks if we have an NFL season? Well, oh. that's a that's a pretty tough assumption there. But I have an opinion on Tom Brady. I think he's not that great anymore. He's not. But he also didn't have a top fifty wide receiver last year. Now he's got he two. He didn't. But two things can be true at once, right? Like yes, yes, the offensive weapons weren't great, but also he wasn't great. Like I do think, I think I think a, a lot of people struggle with two things being true at once uh, to begin with. So I think that's certainly true here. Can he get the ball to Mike Evans going yeah. deep for 60 yards? I don't know if he got the arm strength anymore. I haven't seen it. Over under 32 touchdowns. I'll go over because Arians going to throw it. Yeah, Bruce Arians is a passing guy. All right. Over under 3,600 passing yards. Again, over because, by God, they're going to throw it. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit over 200 a game. 4,300. I'll go under there. Yeah. Yeah, he's not going to be pushing like 5,000 yards, which is what most quarterbacks do at this point, it seems like. Now he has the weapons to do that. I think in theory, you'd go, oh, it's Tom Brady with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Steven Smith, at Steven Smith underscore 15. What exactly went wrong against Tennessee Tech on that Black Monday? (sighs) Um, Okay, I mean, if you really want to get into this, James McArthur was very bad. He was a very bad matchup. We talked about it in the press box the night before that it wasn't going to go well if they threw him out there, and it didn't. So you lose that game. And then I just – look, everybody's got a different opinion of what happened that night. Is it possible you just lose baseball games sometimes? I think that happened. Like, I think they just lost the game, and it sucked, and it ruined, I think, the best old Miss team ever. But I think they just lost a baseball game, and it sucked. Hunter Kinneberg at Hunt Kinneberg. What's the first sport to come back after Corona? college basketball i don't want to think of a world without football right now well i think college basketball could come back and there's still college football right like we talk about them playing i'm just talking about football starting in september when i need it to i don't think it starts in september i don't either this is talk of champions i'm ben garrett at spirit ben on twitter it's a mailbag edition of talk of champions he's colin brister at colin brister if you haven't already subscribed rate review talk of champions in itunes when you do leave a five-star review doesn't matter what you say colin as long as it's five stars also available on SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions or write for the Ole Miss Spirit. OleMissSpirit.com and fill it to sports. And right now, today, you can go to the Ole Miss Spirit, sign up, 75% off for your first year of an annual subscription. No better time to sign up for the Ole Miss Spirit. OleMissSpirit.com and fill it to sports. I want to say real quick, keep David Johnson in your thoughts and prayers still, please. Rice with me at the Ole Miss Spirit. It's bad right now. It's not good. It's, uh, it's a tough deal. So just hope for the best, pray for the best, whatever. And uh, love David. Love David. Want him to come back. Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Cheney's Pharmacy and Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. As we all deal with the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic, one thing we're all trying to do, make sure our dollar goes further than it ever has before. Well, good thing for you if you're in the market for a new car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, they were already looking out for you financially to meet each and every one of your needs, whatever those needs may be. They'll work with you to ensure you get the car you want at a price point you can afford. All you've got to do is go visit Brian, Mason, and the crew and let them take care of you through the easiest, most seamless car buying process around. How can they best serve you? To take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides, be sure to contact them today at 662-638-0044. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. As communities across the world deal with the coronavirus pandemic, it has never been more important to have a pharmacy you can trust. And the only pharmacy for you in Oxford is Cheney's Pharmacy. Not only is Cheney's Pharmacy filled with supporters of Ole Miss Athletics, but more than that, Cheney's, a fixture in this Oxford community, offers you anything and everything you'll need in your pharmacy. 
from prescription synchronization immunizations compounding a two-lane drive-through in available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time. Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally owned pharmacy, and that's important, locally owned that has been in Oxford over 40 years and they provide the best customer service out there. So give them a call 662-234-7221 or you can visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at ChaneysePharmacy.com. Right now, each and every one of us have our own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. Antonio Batista at PD underscore Batista. Do you think more baseball players will stay for an extra year with the ruling? We've touched on this. Anthony Servideo is really the only guy outside of Keenan that would be affected by this ruling. So Anthony Servideo, he'd be a big get to get back, no doubt. I mean, this team with Anthony Servideo back and Tyler Keenan gone, what would be your projection for them? Final record, hosting, all that stuff. National seed shouldn't even be a question. Like, I think it should be a top five national seed. Will Ole Miss break attendance records? Yes. First of all, everybody loved this team. <laughs> yeah. Like, loved this team. And they're all going to be back, and they're going to be good. Yeah, they're going to break some records. Let me just say, covering college baseball can be pretty exhausting. And I found myself going, God, man, when's the season going to be over? <laughs> this team, I loved going to the, quote, office every day. <laughs> it was so much fun. The people yeah. involved, the coaches – Mike Bianco was different. I'm not just talking about from an individual cover standpoint, how he was managing was different. I only think they bunted, what, one time? Twice, but yeah. No, twice. And it was just different. It was just a fun team, a fun team. And to tell me that they could get pretty much all of that back. Now, Tyler Keenan is a big part of this. But still, if you get Servideo back, how it falls into place, they'll just be ready to roll by the time the season rolls around. It's the same team without Keenan. I mean, that's still a really good baseball team. And I think... Uh, I mean, Gunnar Hoagland and Doug Nikhazy are going to be the, the staples of this program next year. And I think they're the best one-two team punch in the SEC, maybe even in the country. So, uh, yeah, I mean, th- there should be no shortage of expectations put on this team if, if everybody except Keenan returns. They'll break all kinds of records attendance-wise. Randall Woods at Oak Grove Reb. I read that a transfer student athlete uses up an initial scholarship. What is an initial scholarship and what are the ramifications? My understanding is initial scholarship is the first scholarship they take. So if they transfer, it's not an initial scholarship anymore. So it's okay. the first scholarship you get. Now, I could be completely wrong there. I didn't really do any research, but just my idea of initial scholarship from doing this for a while, that was my understanding. Do you know any different? Nope, I don't. All right, there you go. I don't know if I'm right, Randall. So if you Google it and you get <laughs> something else, tell me, because that was my understanding, but I could be completely wrong. Hayden Tupman at Hayden Tupman. Favorite mill on the square? Sola. On the Oxford Square. Sola's yeah. the best restaurant in Oxford. I'm not just saying that. I'm really not. I'm never going to get a sponsorship from this. I want to get Burger King on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like you're not. We don't put people on here that uh, that we don't actually haven't actually gone to and, and experienced. Yeah. Because the, we'd sit there being lying to you. Yeah. If Ajax City Grocery, Bure, they want to come be a sponsor on the podcast, all are welcome. But Sola, my favorite restaurant. Now number two for me, it's going to surprise some people. Proud Larry's. Okay. Mine would also surprise some people, and it's because I, I enjoy this type of food. It's South Depot. I don't care. Eh. Ajax is my number three. I've never loved, loved Ajax. And <sighs> Bure changes its menu so many times. Now, Bure's onion rings, you'll never find any better. I have an opinion on Ajax that's not popular, but I have to explain. I think Ajax is overrated, but I think it's Stop. still good. Stop. Don't say I overrated. I think it's still good. Like, I think something can be good and still be overrated because I don't think it's the mecca of Southern cuisine as it's made out to be. Handy Andy's is the best burger. Lamar Lounge. Did you ever go there when it was open? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really good, too. Still not better than Handy Andy's burger. Ooh, okay. That's a debate. Look, I'm a sucker for a cheeseburger. I mean, look (laughs) at me. Look at me. (laughs) Brian Patrick Murphy, let's take bets on the first major sporting event that gets played in front of a crowd. I want the uh, sport... The date, and if relevant, the two teams playing. I don't know if I can do the two teams playing, but I'll go college basketball in December. I'm going to go the NFL Hall of Fame game delayed until late October. Okay. And the two teams would be the Cowboys and whoever the Cowboys are playing in the Hall of Fame game. 
and they'll have maybe two preseason weeks, and that's it. It's bad. Six months. Goodness. T, at underscore, it's just Tyler. Surely Devontae isn't entering the draft after that season he had or just transferring for his senior year. I've always thought Devontae was a good dude. He's great, but see ya, peace. I wouldn't say see you to Devontae. As I told the guy, they, they pay a lot in Europe. It's not about the draft. I hate when people assume that it's just selfish reasons why guys go pro. Even if it was, it should be. They're yeah. one-person businesses. They don't owe you anything. So you should thank them for what they've accomplished for you over three, four years and not treat them like crap when they walk out the door. Without Devontae Schuler, they don't make the NCAA tournament last year. I mean, if not for his incredible game at Missouri, they're on the outside looking in. Yep. So for those people out there that want to be dismissive of people as they walk out the door, remember what they've accomplished for you. And remember, after they leave, you don't even give two shits about them anyway. <laughs> but you don't owe them anything, apparently. So why would they owe you anything? So be appreciative of what they've accomplished. Wish them well, whatever decision they make. And don't just assume the worst. It's the same thing with Larry Tunsil. Larry, the other day, puts up $250,000 to help with COVID-19 relief. I put it up on Facebook, the Ole Miss Spirits Facebook page. You should have seen the comments. Well, doesn't he make this much money? What are you doing to contribute to the relief of COVID-19? Oh, that's as much money as he made in college. Oh, oh, wait. So you agree with the NCAA that suppressing the labor force is the appropriate way to operate. It's insanity. How could you not appreciate and be thankful for the best player talent-wise in Ole Miss history. Who gives a crap if he held out a car or truck for too long? Who cares? A loaner car, he drove it for too long. Wow. <laughs> How much money did he bring into your university because he was good? Yeah. <laughs> Laramie's doing a great thing with the $250,000. I did see an awesome tweet, though, that uh, it's come full circle now that Laramie's paying other people's light bills. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. He needed a light bill paid. The horror. Whole light bill. You know who's partially responsible for the refurbishment of the grill at 1810 in the Manning Center? Laramie Tunsil. Yep. You know who's partially responsible for finally, finally bowling in the north end zone? Laramie Tunsil. But, yeah, God forbid he get a light bill paid. Bob Mims at B Mims CPA. May as well go ahead and give your Game of Thrones finale that you've been keeping from us for too long. No. And I'll tell you why. If you watched the last season of Game of Thrones, just erase it from your memory. And go ahead and erase season seven. Make the finale of season six when Cersei's on the throne, Danny is setting sail toward Westeros as the end of that series. And Game of Thrones is a completely different animal. It's the best. It's great. It's top five ever for television shows. I don't even want to dignify the finale of Game of Thrones with a review. Maester Daniel and I are done. We're done with it. We couldn't do it anymore. When Danny set fire, spoiler alert, when Danny set fire to King's Landing, because we've been predicting that from the very start of those reviews, if this is where they go, it, it'll just completely betray who Danny is as a character and the overarching themes and end games for what George R. R. Martin had been leading to with the books. Can't abide by it. Can't allow it. They did it! So no, I'm not doing it. All right, second part of that question. Also, you could give us your all-time favorite football player by position post-Archie Manning. Oof. We could do that in, over a show. Oh, my gosh. Okay, favorite quarterback, wide receiver, running back. Just give me those three. Okay, uh, Chad Kelly. Um, AJ Brown, Jalen Walton, Eli Manning, AJ Brown, Deuce McAllister. Okay, I was a little bit too young for Deuce, so that's my boy, good friend of the program. He was a yeah. monster. All right, uh, last question here. Um, let's see, most underrated player in all three sports since 2010. I'll let Plus you go first. 2010 football, Fawn Cooper. Okay. Because remember, when the NCAA robbed Laramie of those games his senior year, Fawn Cooper played left tackle, and they went mm -hmm. to Alabama and won. Mm -hmm. Fawn got drafted. Fawn was a JUCO transfer. Fawn was really good. Underappreciated yep. for what he did for Ole Miss that year. Basketball, Terrence Henry. Terrence Henry. Okay. Yeah, Terrence 
was a two-way wing that was long, could score, could rebound, and was a very much underappreciated defender, could really contest shots. One of the greatest Ole Miss basketball players of all time, and if you go back and look at it statistically, I'm right. And yet, no one talks about Terrence Henry anymore. Now, granted, a lot of people equate team postseason success to individual success, and that's not fair. But Terrence Henry is just a great player. And baseball, Austin Anderson. Okay. Football, I'll go Pierce Burton because if you remember uh, 2012, they didn't have another tackle. They played five guys, um, I think six guys on the offensive line in 2012. So if they don't get Pierce Burton, I'm not really sure what they do at right tackle. He was extremely, extremely good. This one's a little bit of cheating for basketball. Uh, It's Jarvis because I think people forget how good he was until his senior year. And I think we both agree his senior year isn't isn't really indicative of the player he was. He was hurt. He got a he got the flu that he never really got over, if I remember right. And then he messed his back and his ankle up and was never the same player. But he was one of the best players in the SEC in 2014, the year before they went the year they missed the tournament. He went in 2013. They didn't go in 14 that year in 14. He was a better player than Marshall was his senior year um and then baseball i'll go will golson uh just because the kid played every position literally he played every position except shortstop and catcher and he came into Ole Miss funnily enough as a shortstop um and, and he hit 300 for his career so I, I think he's one that we look back over over history of Ole Miss and you'll you'll remember how good he was and another note on Jarvis, he was never supposed to be an Ole Miss Rebel. That's the same recruiting class that Ole Miss missed out on Johnny O'Brien, Kai Madden, Andre Hollins. Jarvis was the last second scholarship offer, had no high major offers outside of Ole Miss. And AK offered him, and he became a four-year starter. So, yeah, Jarvis, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, to wrap this up, I'm trolling you. What are you most looking forward to in Ole Miss sports this week? Okay, so you, you laugh, but I have an answer. I created an Ole Miss team on my Diamond Dynasty and MLB the show, and we Ooh. play state nights. So, yep. Well, how does that work? Oh, you can create. So you can create your team, name them whatever you want. So I've created Ole Miss and have given them powder blue jerseys and everything. Man, it looks and like uh, we have custom leagues. So like somebody's Mississippi State in our league. So I play Mississippi State in a three game series tonight. Dang, I want to watch yeah. that. I'd watch that. <laughs> I had a friend that streamed his game against Mississippi State the other day. Well, I've thought about doing this. Really, I have. I mentioned it the other day on Twitter. After talking to Marshall, Marshall loves playing MLB The Show. I'm thinking about setting up a live stream and just gaming against former players. Greg Kessinger already liked the tweet. He would be down for it. (laughs) Craig Rodriguez brought it up. He said, hey, I'm in. I'm down. Maybe Uh, get Michael Moore to play Madden with me. Oh, that'd be fun. That's what I'm saying. Live stream it. Let people bet on it. How bad will Michael Orr beat Ben and Madden? I have a friend. And I'm not because you know him. He's going to remain nameless. That is betting on video game simulations, basketball and baseball simulations right now. I know exactly who that is. <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. This is Ben Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. He's Colin Brister at Colin Brister. If you haven't already subscribed to Review Talk of Champions in iTunes, when you do, leave a five star review. Also available on SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions right for the Ole Spirit, OmeSpirit.com, and affiliate of 247 Sports. And right now, if you sign up today, 75% off an annual membership. Keep David Johnson in your thoughts and prayers. Not in good shape. Need David back. So, uh, yeah, remember David Johnson. It's a tough time right now for everybody. So hopefully we entertained you. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.